Okay, so Paragimel plus Yudgimel. Uh, which we pointed out last time, if you recall, that really we are we're sub-explaining, meaning going into greater details of the... No, 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 Of the Pasuk... We went back a couple of seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, of the Posig Zion. Yeah, back in Posig Zion, as you recall, that was kind of subsequent to Posig Zion, all the Psukim have to a certain extent been explaining it, right? So Posig Zion said, Don't be overly wise in your eyes. Yiras Hashem. Vesurmira, right? And then we, and the Goan pointed out to us that Sukim, um, that the Apostle Chas kind of further elaborates what will be the good uh, from being Surmira, that'll be a Suratiyah, it'll be a healing to your flesh. Mm-hmm. And the Yira Hashem, where you abstain, where you hold yourself back from doing an Aveira that you want to do, that'll be a Shikui Latzmosecha, that'll be a balm to your bones. And then we spoke about that Kavedas Hashem, Mehoncha, Umereshis, Koltvuasacha, and the subsequent Pasuk of what you're going to get for that. That's all. Um, for doing the right thing, that's the Yiras Hashem. Then Posak Yud Aleph and Yud Beis were discussing the Sur Meirah, the doing Shuva, where we spoke about that Hashem gives a person Musr, um, or Tochacha, and, uh, and really it's a form of love. And uh, you know, friendship and love, right? Tochach is to a friend, and and Yisurim hitting is to someone you love. That's okay. That that was so we've been explaining that pasuk Zion back then. We pointed out that the beginning of that pasuk we've not addressed much, which was Al Tiyachacham Beinecha. Don't be don't be a wise guy in your eyes. Yeah, I mean, where you think. That you understand everything and you understand the reasons of the Torah, and that's why you feel that you can go ahead and do certain things that are, would be uh, unacceptable in the Torah. But no, no, I understand what what the intention is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, having recapped that and reminded ourselves about that beginning of Pasuk Zion, let's take a look at Pasuk Yud Gimel. Ashrei Adam, Matzah Chachma, happy is the person. Who finds wisdom, the Adam Yafik Tvuna, and a person who brings out understanding. So first, before I start plugging it back in, maybe trying to connect it to the previous pasuk, let's just first understand um, what are these two things: finding chokma and bringing out Tvuna. So this is a uh, something we've spoken about different occasions. This is this is a big. Grow to remember uh, 
um, to, you know, this is, uh, something you can refer back to a lot, which is the Chochma Mi Ain Timotse. Now, the literal translation of the Pasuk would be um, you know, wisdom, where we are, from where can you find it? Where would you get it? Like, it's, so to speak, in other words, wisdom is so hard to find. Right? That would be the simple meaning. But uh, the goal coming from Mani Midrashim explains that it, it means not as, a, not as a question, but as a statement. Chochma mi'ayin timotzei. Chochma, from nowhere do you find it. That's one way of understanding it. Alternatively, it's, it's, uh, it's telling you that you can't just find the Chochmah. So there are different ways that you can understand this puzzle. They're all coming ultimately to the same place, but you can't just uh, create Chochmah, right? You have to get it from someone. Says the Gon Dehainu Sheyishma Mirabo. Being that you can't, where Chachma, where can you get it from? I mean, if you want to generate it yourself, the analogy that I that I that I like to use is nowadays we're in a very, uh, we live in a very data-driven uh, science, right? All the science is very data-driven. So Chachma is the data. That's the that that's the actual information. The of course, once you have the data. It's not very useful unless you know how to interpret the data, unless you know how to get out of the data what you need to get out of it. That's going to be, we're going to see in a second, that's going to be yafiqt. Okay? But, the, but, but nonetheless, if you don't have the chokhmah, you can't just create it from nowhere. If you don't know, if you don't have that, that um, that wisdom of you know what is this thing how, how many of these things are there what you know just the raw data there's a there's nowhere really you can get it from is it kind of in a way chachma in in our day and age might be google for like raw finding out things but tavuna you need somebody to interpret it to put it in the right, right, right yeah, would, yeah, again, you're using a similar marshal that I'm using. The reason why I wouldn't want to use Google is because to a certain extent, Google is just searching other people's analysis of situation of things, right? Sure. So that's already has the bina built into it. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas if you do, if you literally just, you know, gather data, right, just a scientific um, table of, of, of numbers of data, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, then you have to hire really talented statisticians to try to analyze that data, right? So that's, uh, that's where your uncle comes in, right? Actuaries and, and, and things like that, right? right? So people who are skilled at, at crunching that data and getting that data to actually yield for them meaningful statements, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So... So, but the point is, nonetheless, if you don't have that data, if never, no one ever gave you that data, handed it to you, you can't just come up with it. No matter how smart you are, you can't just come up with it. So too, uh, Chochmah is something that one way or another has to be received 
from outside of a person. Uh, it could be through, you know, through um, experiments, through scientific experiments. You just do enough experiment, you gather data, you gather the chokhmah, right, through experiments, or you can be told it by someone else, or you could receive it through prophecy. So what do you call just observing something and drawing? Observ it? Observing would be also gathering data. You're just gathering it with your eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then you then you have to analyze and try to figure out. Okay, so what does this stuff? What do my observations really mean? That's going to be the tuna part we're going to get to next. So that's so, the matzah is, is uh, exploring, seeing. So, right. So again, so either matzah literally, you come upon an event, you observe an event, right? You notice an event, right? Or you get it from somewhere outside of yourself, mm -hmm. but it has to come to you, right? Um, and and again, and the greatest way that that comes to us is through prophecy, where there's an external information given to me. That could be so prophecy, or if you know you did, yourself didn't hear from a prophet, mm -hmm. but you were told by your rabbi what the prophet said, mm -hmm. then that would also work. Okay? So the point is, uh, it's a Kabbalah. Chokhmah, in one way or another, is a Kabbalah. We receive, either from the environment, from your rabbi, from prophecy, from wherever, it's receiving this, uh, this information. Okay? Um, so the classic, as far as in learning is concerned, learning is... Chokhmah is something you learn from your Rebbe. Your Rebbe might be that he passed away already and it's written in the Sefer. That could also be Chokhmah. So when it says Moshe Kibbel Torah Messina, that's Chokhmah. Because that's Kabbalah. The word Kabbalah indicates Chokhmah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Moshe, Hashem helped Moshe to understand it all as well. But yeah. yeah. Okay. So that is Chokhmah Mi'ayin Timotzei Dehainu Sheyishma Mirabo O Yimtza Kasu B'Sefer Either from Rebbe or written in a Sefer L'chein Ksiv Bo Loshen Metziah You find it means it's outside of you. Right? That's where you have to go find that in many of the statements of Chazal Persuasion person should exile himself after the Torah and don't say the Torah will come after me. Which means, you know, the Vilna Gon traveled all over the entirety of Europe, going from library to library, right? Finding rare manuscripts and cross-comparing versions of texts, etc. Because... You either have that gear, so you don't have that gear. So you either find someone saying it, or you don't. So now we're going to see. There's another way, uh, which is by analyzing pre-existing chokhmah, you can come to new conclusions. That's going to be tfuna. But the chokhmah itself, that's something that has to, you have to find outside of yourself. Okay, so that's the one. Clarify really quickly if it's not relevant and we don't have to speak about it, but Ashray, you had translated as happy. Um, our soul typically goes with praiseworthy. Um, is this a is this an internal thing that the person feels when they acquire or is it an external that the person should be praised or merited for, for doing such a thing or both? 
Mm, it's a good question. The Gon doesn't address it. Um, I mean, frankly, there's not a big difference between them. It's someone who is happy, someone's happy because they have something good. Praise is to something that is good. So, yeah, they, they do go together, right? I mean, Misha is very happy to have this pink shirt. Is it, is it new? It looks new. No? Okay. And we are all like so happy for Misha that right, he exactly. has such a pink shirt. Well, Rashi says, So what? So how does that tell us one way or another? Um, I guess maybe he, it's not necessarily, nobody here says it. <coughs> it's just that he's praised for, it's praiseworthy. Rashi's not saying one way or another. I don't know. Yeah. He's not saying one way or another. Okay. So, uh, so I don't know. Okay. Yeah, we can keep it uh, open for now. Okay, so Ve'odom Yafik Tvuna. Now here's a whole new thing. One is finding where you really weren't involved, meaning you either you, know, you stumbled upon it, right? You stumbled upon the right Rebbe, you listened to the right Shear, you found the right book, right? But you, and then and then you receive it. Whereas here you have to bring it out. Yafik is to take out. The Adam Yafik Tvuna Mize Sheyavin Hachachma Al Buryev Yizgale Rotson Hachachma. By understanding, by analyzing the Chachma that you received, you bring out the inner intent, the inner meaning of this Chachma. So, again, back to our analogy. Of uh, see, I'm trying to figure out how Misha is gonna extract everything that we're saying from it's, this. I'm, I'm multitasking. Okay, I, was, I can concentrate. Code being put in. Okay, describing. Um, uh, so, so the uh, so the point is, back to our analogy. You gathered a bunch of data, right? But you don't know what that data is telling you. You got either you found the data, or someone gave you the data. You don't know what that data is telling you unless you analyze it, right? You analyze, and you go, oh, the data is screaming at me the fact that, uh, you know, that whatever it is, that Corona is a thing of the past, or, you know, whatever, right? So, what do you mean the data is screaming? It's just a bunch of numbers. Until I analyze it, I couldn't understand what lies inside those numbers. What's the message, right? Through the tvuna, through the through the bina process of analysis, I extracted from it a message. So to over here with obviously with the Torah is you have kachma, you have some information, something's being said, but you don't really understand what's happening until you analyze it and you extract from it the the, the, the inner meaning, the inner desire of the Torah. This is the yours. The the right, the, what do you mean? The process of Bina? What do you mean? In terms of evaluating, in terms of looking deeper than super. Any process is going to need Chochmah and, and, and Bina. It means, for example, 
Yeah. The Mizul Shara may say something, right? And he may talk as a hero, he may bring some Amari Chazal, but until we really process it and kind of dig to the bottom to really get, so what's, what is this, what is this trying to tell me, right? What is this, what's the takeaway from this, right? How do I, how do I apply it? Um, th- that's, that grappling with it to pull out the inner message, right? Words can never give you the inner message. Words are always just black ink and white paper, right? How, how practical is that? What's that? Saying in terms of really grappling with something to the point of where we do it really all the time. All of learning is built on these two parts. Doing Chazara or what? No, even in the learning itself, the analysis. Yes, there's, there's the just. For example, I'll give you an example. The, in the Dercha Talmud, Revisa Kampanton wrote a uh, small safe at Dercha Talmud. He's mm-hmm. one of the Rishonim. Uh, late Rishon, but Rishon. Um, but how to learn Gemara. So he says, basically, first you should just get a nice, decent read of the, of, of the piece of Gemara that you're going to be learning. Just get, a, just get a quick read, overview, just to see what's being said. No analysis yet. Just see what's being said. You know, make sure to get a nice, uh, and then little by little you start digging into it and deeper and deeper, and then you start thinking and analyzing, you know, asking all the difficulties and 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 grappling with it. That that's those two processes. One is the chachma, one is the bina. Okay, so the amar base pamim adam. Now our pasuk says ashe adam, otza chachma. I'll translate it as happy is the man who finds wisdom. Mm-hmm. And a man who brings out Tvuna. Why? So the, the Apostle is saying Adam twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because really there are three aspects of Adam. Because of the Zohar is Adam. The bore hmm. Let's see. Um, yeah, which because of the most of them mean a behema ayn. The man is not really man's advantage over an animal is ayn. Either means not much of it, or it means specifically the ayn. Vechad hunelam, and there's a hidden adam. So, l'chein lo'amar kan ela shtei pamim adam, v'chomotvuna hu adam. Okay. Pretty cryptic, but I think what the golden saying is like this. There are three aspects to what a man is. Obviously, by man we mean the part that sets us apart from animals, right? So the part that sets us apart from animals is Chachma and Bina, those are obvious. The ability to observe on our environment and gather that information and then analyze it and come up with wisdom, right? So, yeah, wisdom and understanding. And then there is something else that the goal says is hidden. There's a third aspect to man, which is hidden 
I think he's alluding to a concept called Kesser, um, where our neshama can connect with something higher than ourselves and get information you know, through up above. Yeah, find it, maybe find it inside of ourselves, all those types of transcendent things. But as far as the revealed aspects of, of a man's uh, intellect, there are two parts to a man. There's the Chokhmah and the Bina. Uh, the memory and the analysis. Okay, so that's your Gimel. Now, going back, so, so I just thought, maybe this is telling you the recipe of Valtia Chokham Beinachem. Don't be, don't think that you yourself are the Chokham. Ashrei Adam Ashrei Adam Motsa You're not the Chokham. You can find Chokham outside yourself, but don't think you can create Chokham. Yeah, you can find it in the Torah. You can get it from your Rebbe. Then you can analyze it and try to extract from it. But don't, th- but, but don't fall for the mistake of thinking that you are a Chochmah Beinachem. That you yourself are innately have this Chochmah and therefore you can know things that people really can't know. Right? So I mean, if, if you're going to be humble about it, and you can understand that the only things I can know is something that somehow is either you know, there's data, there is facts that have been absorbed, there is Masorah that Klaus will have, there is prophecy that we have in the Tanakh, and then through the Memchas Kinyan Torah, by learning those things, I can turn them up and I can extract from them an inner meaning, that's all good. That's, that's how you'll protect yourself from becoming a chokhm, where you think you can create chokhm inside yourself. No, chokhm me ain't You gotta get it from somewhere else. You can't, you can't get it yourself. But the, but the bina is from within yourself. Right. But it's always analyzing Chokhmah that you have from outside of yourself. So there's always a dynamic. There's always the Chokhmah that's outside of me, and then there's me interacting with it. Right. Using my Bina, using my mind, using my heart that Hashem gave me to think about the Chokhmah that I received from my Rebbe, and that's, that's the process of Torah. So even though the Bina is like on a higher level, Really like, by higher level? Because it's coming from within your... Like your why, is, why is it higher than coming from outside of you? Because you're interpreting what was given to you. Right? So why you're, is it a higher level? I don't know. I feel like instead of just being presented with, with data, like anybody can just be presented with something, but it comes from within you to, to make something of it, right? I mean, it's true. The being is coming from you, right? It's, a giving, it's providing you a more finished product. And you say, once, you've, once the Chachma has been processed through Bina... It's, it's very useful. Until the Chachmah has been processed through Bina, it's not so useful. But then again, if just having Bina without Chachmah, you get nothing to process. Let's give an even uh, more concrete analogy, right? If you have raw lumber and you yourself are a skilled um, carpenter, 
Yeah, so then you can make a very nice wood out of it, or you can make a nice piece of furniture out of it or something, right? But if you don't have lumber, no matter how good of a carpenter you are, you, will, you can't make anything, right? Now having lumber, but not being able to do anything with it, is also not very useful. You have a bunch of lumber lying around, right? So um, they are both uh, necessary. Okay, so that was uh, again we we're saying Chiddush. The Gon does not say this. That Pasuk Yud Gimel is going back on <coughs> the beginning of Pasuk Zayin. <coughs> but uh, perhaps it, it, perhaps it does go back on it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Fine, thank you. Okay, so Pasuk Yudalit. Kitov Chasra Mishar. Sorry, thank you. So, juxtaposition of some letters. Sahra, because good is her um, business uh, dealings. Right, right. Miss Mishar Kosov. Then better than the um, profitability of silver, any money. Umecharutz Tvosa. And her produce is better than really good produce. The goal explain the haru harut. I mean, means the size means very valuable. Right. The, 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 more than the valuable thing is her produce. What do you say, Misha? Usually, yeah, no, that's Baba Basar. What? Tevasaf. But uh, where did you get? You said it's produce. Uh, and, and, and more than harut. The goal is gonna say that harut who. Davar Hayakar, a precious thing. Harutz is a precious thing. It's something the goal understands Harutz is an adjective, not a noun. We'll see we'll see what uh, what is that is that any particular thing? Uh, it's it's something that is very needed. Uh, give give me a chance. What? Um, business. Uh, That's commerce, yeah. Commerce. Okay, That's a good word, commerce. It, it just seems on the first uh, look at Yodalit and Tesval seem to be. Tesval? Uh, yeah, comparable very much to, as I was saying, Asian Stockers. You have all two. I see. Sure. I hear it, yeah, okay. And these two Psukim also are going to be related. Yudal uh, and and Tasvav. So, but again, just to get the words, yeah, that her uh, what would you say, Misha? Business dealings, uh, commerce, her commerce, meaning the commerce of the Torah of wisdom of of the wisdom, the commerce of wisdom is better than the commerce of money, of silver, right? And more than harus, which they're going to say something that is very necessary. Um, Essentials, more than essentials, is her produce. 
supposed to correlate to these essentials? Um, perhaps. I'm not sure how you know that, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, something like that. So let's see. Let's let's let's. Uh, it's gonna take us. Uh, it's gonna take us a minute or two to get to. To catch up to, to I would ask you why. That's why Well, be careful there because it doesn't always go. Again, I've said this many times, and throughout Michelin, it flip flops. Sometimes it goes one two, one two, and then it goes one two. No, so that actually it could <laughs> two one. Two one. So it could go differently then, because if this is essential, I would almost think that would be an essential. So, so that's what I'm saying. That so far you shouldn't know, unless you've learned the Grand Michelet, you so far you shouldn't know which one's which right now. Okay. So let's see. So the Gon, now again, in every marshal, Michelet is marshal, right? So first of all, you have to explain to people the washroom, right? If, if you were not familiar enough with commerce and other things like that, whatever, then they may not be able to understand the the analogy, right? So, so first we need to understand the marshal, now we can understand the marshal. So, says the go. Ki ha'adam ha'oseg be'iskei olam hu Fundamentally, a person's parnasa comes from one of two ways. Akadhu Hamovil Schora Mimidina Lumidina. One is a merchant, someone who brings commerce from one city to another city. Now how does that generate money, Josh? Or Mish, how does that generate money? Arbitrage. You just move, move stuff around? Arbitrage. Huh? You sell. Right. Buy low, sell high. Buy low, sell high. Okay, good. Right. Okay. The Hainu, Leharviach, Mammon. And that is how you make money. Base, Shani, who Ovid Adama Vizorea. Secondly, the other way that people make money is you create new wealth by sowing the ground and working the ground and brings forth new produce. A farmer. What? Oh, oh, but the, right. So, so Misha picked up correctly that I said create new wealth, right? Because I want to broaden me the, the the analogy. The analogy back then is like this: that one man grows the wheat, right? The other man takes the wheat and carries it to the market. He buys the wheat over here, takes it to another market where there's a higher demand, and sells it at a, at a little bit of a profit, right? But nowadays we don't really do so much farming, right? So you can think of two ways, even in business itself, that you could make money, right? One is you're just working off of the margins and you're working really hard to like, like outcompete the other chocolate bar manufacturer by like, you know, one thousandth of a percent. Cause like 
you're gonna make yours from like a less expensive product and you'll put in like an artificial thing and, and maybe you can like get a good commercial and you get like an extra tiny little bump in the thing, right? And, and you, you're playing with, the alternative is you make up a, you make up an electric car, right? And all of a sudden, within 10 years, you're the richest, you're the richest man in the whole world. What? It's a good point. It's the difference between a manufacturer and a buyer itself. Because you have the one who makes the table, right? And then you have the one who sells the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand, but but, but I'm, I'm thinking a more extreme example, so we can see what because uh, the, the golden is about to explain that one of them you tend to make way more money than the other. That's 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 where he's going, right? I wonder. Which, actually, I don't know which direction they'll go. Because you would think <coughs> the middleman can actually the middleman makes the most money. Scale. Well, again, you have to remember, the arbitrage is hard to come by. The moment people smell arbitrage, what happens right away? Many people enter the market. Everybody enters the market, right? So, so become so, so relative to how much you can make if you patent something, right? If you make something new, you come out with something new, right? You get all of it. The whole thing is yours, as opposed to playing margins. Okay, that's that's what that's what the goal is going to be. Perfectly patented world, yeah. Because today China replicates it. Yeah. Again, my point yeah, is. I know your point. I know yeah, your that, point. That, uh, right, so I'm just saying today in modern society, you make a lot more with on margin. But it's still not true. Look at the richest people in the entire world. Amazon. There was a new idea. It's not just resell, just just peddling the same stuff. It was a new idea. He, I mean, he didn't invent anything new. He just, he, just, he just made it the most efficient, most efficient online market. No, business. nobody was shopping online, basically. But there was, there was. He wasn't even the first. It was 95. Many before. Sure. He wasn't first. He just did it better. Fine. But the point is, it's, it's, it changed the market. He is the middleman, by the way. He's the perfect You're not understanding. It's a new idea. It's a new way of doing, of doing business. A Tesla. A Tesla is a new thing. Yeah? Um, you invent, you know, some... Uh, when, when Thomas Edison you know, brought electricity to, to the market, there's no end how much Tesla, money. Tesla brought it, brought it first. Thomas Edison was the best marketer. He brought it to market. He used the perfect middleman. All of these examples in modern, modern windows. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. First of all, whether Tesla was or not is it's a whole big thing. It's not, it's not the point. Point is, of course, you have to afterwards be able to sell your thing. But the point is, he owned the actual. Thing itself, like anyone wants electricity, they have to come to him. You understand? Yeah, we talk about. Okay, we can. I, I hear the essence of the point in the perfect world. Perfect. Yes. That's all we want. We just want. We just This is a marshal. Yes. Remember, Mishlei marshal analogy, right? Right. So we just want monopolies. Win. Monopolies are good. It's not about monopoly. It's about creation of 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 a of a thing versus looking to just, you're not actually creating anything, you're just peddling goods, you're a peddler. Right, so a peddler, so you're a fancy peddler, you're still a peddler, right? How much, so how much can you make on that? That's, okay? Oh, oh, yes, you also is going to the right place. Hold it, you know, just, the Iker, 
Tachlis Afilu Shela Socher Gamkein Liknos Tvua Lichios Lo Lechol. If you think about it, even the merchant ultimately he needs to eat the wheat. Everyone needs to eat wheat. Right? So ultimately, uh, you need to own the stuff. If you just, if all you have is enough to just keep on reselling it, you're going to starve to death. So you got to have. If you think about it, again, we're going to talk about scale and everything, I understand. But uh, the farmer, he grows the stuff. Let's say if you could grow however much stuff you want, right? Endless amount of stuff. So you get to keep 100% of it, everything. Whereas then you get the peddler. Hey, can I please take that stuff to the market? I'll give you, I'll pay you 98% of what I'm going to get, right? I, I want a little slice for myself for schlepping it, right? So he's the peddler. He, this man is the one that actually has the wealth in his hand. Okay, he has the whole thing. Listen to the go. This is, this is the same time as uh, Adam Smith, so I don't know. Adam Smith, what? Free market, economic, market economics. I, I hear this though. For what? This, this, this doesn't completely make sense. Just going back to the original statement, because, because he's talking about a world where you own the product. Right, but there's no reason the peddler can't have ten times as much product, and and, and he doesn't own it. He, he bought it, it and he's selling it at a tiny revenue. But he can have a, a, a large amount. He can have much more than someone that grows it. Because someone that's grows Why? it is limited Why? by land or some other resource. Well, well, he's also limited by land, right? Let's say theoretically, there's only two people in the world. Uh -huh. There's the guy that no, there's there, there, let's let's say there's the guy that grows it, the guy that schleps it to the market, and then the, and there's the consumers. Mm -hmm. So I have all the wheat, all of it is mine. Mm -hmm. You take it to me to the market and you sell it at a marginal benefit. So let's say the wheat costs $100 a bushel, okay? Right. Yeah. So you buy it for me cheap, you sell it. Can you resell it yourself? Right, like because 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 you don't know how much things cost. You, you, have, no, you have no relationship. Let's with say customer. let's say that's true, but at the end of the day, right? So you're buying it low and you're selling it high. True, but so let's say you're buying it at ninety and you're selling it at hundred. But I'm getting ninety, ninety. But I wouldn't buy it at ninety. <laughs> I hear, I hear. But it doesn't. The analogy doesn't make sense because there's an unlimited opportunity, right? And someone, a farmer, in any particular in any particular business deal. In any particular exchange, yeah? Yeah. The lion's share goes to the one that created the thing, and a little tiny percentage goes to the one that makes it. Now you're saying, but he'll do it a thousand times, he'll do it a million times, and he'll make more money at the end. Let that be. But in any particular business interaction, right, you get the car manufacturer and you get the dealer. Right? The car manufacturer makes a lot more money per car than the dealer. Maybe. But yeah. The numbers on that actually aren't so clear. The car, the deal, the car manufacturer doesn't make so much money. In fact, they have to lose money. But, but yeah. That sounds like a good business model. They have to lose money. Okay. Scale, they, yeah. 
Because they make money on some cars, whatever. Okay, whatever. You, 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 you get the point. I, I get it on a, on a, on a micro scale. Fine. Perfect. That's good enough. No, it hurts. Well, we'll take it. We'll take it. No, that's, I'll tell you, that's why I went into inventions. Because in our society today, that, that, that's, I think that works better. If you come up with, with your own thing, again, uh, analogy would be Facebook. You come, if you look at the top richest people in the entire world, these people that created something new, okay? Facebook, uh, Tesla, uh, what? All those things. Warren Buffett, everybody on Wall Street, they're all middlemen. Okay, this good. There you are. Anyway, and, and none of them are in the top five. Warren Buffett's like number two. Yeah. George Soros is like, yeah. I mean, a lot of them are. There's Bill Gates, there's Mark Zuckerberg. But Bill Gates actually created something new. Mark Zuckerberg copied MySpace and I don't care about who he copied. That's the same thing. Just, that's just a form of saying he stole it from the guy, he killed him, dropped him in a shallow grave, took his thing. Fine, I don't care about that. But the point is, yeah, you're a bad man, right? Irrelevant. Yeah, the point is, the thing is his. I just, don't, I just don't think that modern day there's enough, there's enough good inventions. Let that be. Okay. okay. I understand it's not the same, but it's like, it's like. All right, we touched like, the neural nerve of Misha. Okay. Okay. Sorry. There's a yellow and the red show over there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. All right, Raboy. Let's 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 continue. Okay. So um, so uh, so this says the gone. Says the gone. Um, <laughs> By the way, where do we see it in uh, two parshios ago? Uh, two, three. What? Who is the who is the richest man mentioned in the Torah? No. No. Who? No. 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 Wait. The richest man mentioned in the Torah? Yitzchak. Yitzchak Avinu. Because they were threatened by him, right? Because of how much wealth he had. Right. Paros, I was at them. You're richer than I am. It says me'old. Me'old means lotion of flogger, maximum. How did he become so rich? No, no. Come on, hey, okay. Don't say anything if you don't know what you're saying. Just do you know or you don't know? You, 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 you don't know. He planted and received Maya Sha'arim. Means he got from his field one hundred fold return. There's no such thing in peddling. You cannot, no matter, I know Misha, don't say anything, don't say anything. No matter what Misha is going to say, you can never, no matter how, the, this guy doesn't know the market, I know the market, you're never going to get a hundred times as much, ever, return, okay? I'm not saying anything. Okay, so, so, says the Goan, sometimes you can get five times as much as what you put in. The Sakhorahu Marviach 
Le'erich Echad Mechamesha. Whereas in, if you're playing margins, maybe you'll get a fifth. So the, the, the person who's making the thing, he could um, quantuple. Quintuple his uh, his his investment, whereas the uh, whereas the uh, the merchant what pentuple yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas whereas the merchant maybe he'll get a, maybe he'll get a fifth yeah. Or a lot less, depending on the market. Which I appreciate you holding yourself back. Thank you. I know it's hard. Okay. Lachain Amar. Now back. Okay, so that that's the analogy. Okay, that was the analogy. Okay, we will have to come back next week to hear what he also is going to try to get to, which is the Nimshon. How does this relate back to the Torah, the Chochmah and the Bina? If you want, you can think about it in your spare time, come back to me, let me know what you think. I think we do have enough information now to yes, tell me which one corresponds to which. So you tell me next week, beginning of, uh, of Shabbat.